We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks because they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite history by making podcasts every other week. Hi, I'm DIY Dan. Better put on some protection. I'm Hard Hat Charlie. And I'm Raw Plug Rich. And we are collectively known as Flat 29. Every other week we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. This week is chapter 8, DIY and gardening. Flat 29. So, what are you guys like at DIY then? Are you DIY experts? I'm no good at DIY. Um, I think... DIY is that? For instance, <laughs> when I've, I've only one picture up in my room and I was too afraid to put nails in the wall. It is scary, isn't it? Because in cartoons, when they put a nail in the wall, frequently <laughs> the whole house falls down. Yeah. And, and you hit your thumb or something. Exactly, and it goes all red and throbbing and sound effects. I don't want that to happen to me or anyone I know. I've, I would love to be great at DIY, though. Would be good, wouldn't it? I'd like to have a tool belt. Ooh. I'd like to... <laughs> I think I need... <laughs> <laughs> Something slightly erotic about that. There is, isn't it? You can't picture a tool belt without nothing on underneath. <laughs> it just that and some marigolds. I think DIY essentially is about having all the tools and sort of doing lots of measuring and things, but not actually doing anything. Ah, the facade of DIY. Yeah. And you need to be able to talk the talk and to have the equipment and once you've got that sorted the the actual doing of the DIY is a minimal aspect yeah it's like it's true have you got a 3.5 millimeter screw for my drink (laughs) Philips or flathead is it self-tapping yeah, exactly. We've got the skills. What are we complaining about? <laughs> I ain't got a clue what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> did, did we confuse you once we got past screwdriver? <laughs> I've improved at DIY um, through making things from Ikea and Argos with Allen keys. Yeah. But that's not DIY, is Whoever it? Whoever Alan is, he's been a bloody genius to the uh, amateur DIY enthusiast who doesn't want to do any actual uh, screwing <laughs> and stuff like that. But the thing about Alan Key was... Um, yeah. He was rejected... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry on. <laughs> Alan, Alan Key was rejected from the key field because um, essentially all of his keys are exactly the same. But smaller or bigger. That's why you never see anyone trying to get into their house, house with an Allen key. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you need protection on like your car and your house. So he thought, yeah. I know, DIY. Everyone needs to do <laughs> DIY. So he was rejected from the key sort of uh, fraternity, but also from the like screw fraternity as well, because, I don't know, he's just a bit shitter than a screw. So yeah. Philip, the Phillips head screwdriver, hated him. Yeah. Screw you, Alan Key. (laughs) Hey, there we go. Orange juice from Concentrate. You are my best mate. Orange juice from Concentrate. Won't you concentrate on me? Um, Okay, let's talk about IKEA then. I think we were straying into the areas of IKEA. What's it like in IKEA? It's bloody amazing. I hate IKEA. Do you? Do you? Well, 
I don't hate things from Ikea. I hate going to Ikea. I, I'm always forced to go on like a family trip. So they're there with my parents yeah. and my sister and my brother and probably, you know, some aunts and uncles, maybe a grandmother in a shopping trolley. You know, and they're all there. <laughs> and you just have to spend all day traipsing around going through departments that you just... I guess so. But there's nothing you want. Fun. <laughs> Ikea makes DIY accessible yeah. for non-DIY fans. That's the thing, isn't it? They lure you in with free pencils and then bang, you're looking at woodwork and you didn't even realise it. I'm the opposite to you. Charlie, I uh, the only reason I go to IKEA is for the day out side of it <laughs> as an event. <laughs> Free pencils, as many pencils as you can carry, <laughs> and then halfway through, there's a canteen. Yeah, that is true. When I go to IKEA for like about a week afterwards, pencils just turn up in places. <laughs> it's like when you go to the beach and you find yeah. sand in your clothes. It's like that, but with pencils. <laughs> so I've nicked so many and put them in different areas. When you go to IKEA, do you just like pop yourself in one of the fake rooms and just stay there for about half an hour? Just, <laughs> just imagine like... that this is what your life is like now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send us an email. Podcast at flat29.com So would you guys ever have like an allotment, do you think? Because everyone tells me about the massive waiting lists apparently on allotments in a lot of areas of the countries. It's a middle class nightmare, I swear. (laughs) Oh God, the waiting lists on allotments. I tell you, they're crazy. But like one thing my mum seems to get involved in, because she's a big allotment aficionado. She loves to allot. Um, is that the, the yeah? I think yeah, she loves <laughs> she loves the she loves to go on the allotment, and uh, but she gets involved in a lot of allotment politics. Like um, she recently got into a situation where basically she couldn't attend the the allotment for a week or so, and it got a little bit overgrown, not too much. But the o- owner of the allotments kind of called her up and basically said <laughs> it was too overgrown. And my mum insisted, no, you know, the guy down the road there, that's much worse. Mine's fine compared to theirs. And we had a massive argument, and it culminated in my mum calling her a Nazi <laughs> oh my God. Like, because, because the allotment owner said something like look I'm just following the orders and my mum said yeah well so were the concentration camp guards <laughs> that's that brilliant is just, that is going too far on allotment maintenance <laughs> I was going to say I would love to have an allotment not because I care one iota about gardening stuff I mean, no, my allotment plot would mainly just be a shed <laughs> enormous shed <laughs> where I could brew tea and then you know sit in a deck chair and I, I would need some sort of octogenarian companion that I could sit and you know <laughs> complain about the world today <laughs> well let's let's get on to this so sheds are a big part of both DIY and gardening so what is your ideal garden shed what are you going to have in your ideal garden shed I'm going to start straight off the bat and say I'm not going to have any tools of any kind in my shed <laughs> well see I know I think I think you need you need that rudimentary collection of tools so you can pretend that you're actually going to go and oh, to legitimise the shed. Yeah, exactly. So you you have I don't know maybe a hoe, um, a spade and a fork and maybe a trowel or something. Okay. I'd like a soda stream in my shed. Okay, that might be so, fun. That's a so instead of going down there and like making some nice homegrown veg, you're coming back with some hey, some homemade Pepsi fresh from the allotment. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, I mean, that is traditionally a kitchen accessory, yeah. but fine. <laughs> F you. I think in my shed, as well as you know, sort of the obligatory tea brewing 
facilities, I'm going to have to have some sort of distillery so I can make experimental spirits out of various vegetables. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe kind of a, a, a sprout gin or something, you know, just Sprout because... gin. <laughs> I'd like a paste box in mine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? 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 I think basically... <laughs> Brighten I... the place up a bit, so what? <laughs> I'd just like everything to be in the shed so I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I'd like Are you there... going to live in this shed? Yeah. <laughs> I'd quite like there to be like a man just stood in the corner. <laughs> sort of like a butler, a shed butler, a shuttler. <laughs> to, to do what? He just... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe is he a friend? <laughs> or does he just stand there motionless when you don't need him? Or does he have a purpose? <laughs> Maybe he could do the DIY and right. I could just do all the fun stuff. Maybe- <laughs> so someone comes down and goes, oh, Rich, you know, the shelves have just fallen down. Can you have a look? Yeah, yeah, I'll just go and get Jeeves, the shed butler. Yeah. He'll sort it out. <laughs> and then I'd probably just go in there and listen to some vinyl on, on a gramophone or something. Yeah, that's that's a good shed activity, yeah. actually, because that's where vinyl gets kept nowadays. Yeah, so, so when, you, when you argue with your girlfriend, you have to, you know, when you're... <laughs> I'm going in, to the shed! Yeah, you're in the doghouse, you go, fine! <laughs> and wander out and go to your shed, and you're just like, yeah. oh, actually, I prefer it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never coming back. <laughs> and should I need to post a letter, I need stray from the shed. <laughs> Who collects letters from an allotment? Jeez. I just collect lettuce from an allotment. Hey! hey. Oh! That was a very long lead-up to a very poor joke. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I like the idea that that's the climax of that <laughs> section. <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, this is good, this is good. Oh, oh let down. Oh, that is a shame. <laughs> Time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 25 But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When I'm on my allotment, dropping flat 20 rhymes Digging up potatoes, dropping flat 20 rhymes Peeling them and washing them with flat 20 rhymes Then we'll make a shepherd's pie Man, that's pretty fly So flat 20 rhymes is the section where Each chapter, we play a new song. We've written a new song in the week about the subject. So this week's subject, DIY and gardening, a song has been done by Rich. Now, I should mention that I've got the song in front of me here, and the title of the song is DIY Lovin' Brackets Put Up a Shelf. (laughs) Rich, why don't you explain that to me? Well, um, this song is sort of like, I describe it as an urban love affair. Um, And if it highlights anything... It highlights the fact that I know little about DIY okay. and, and urban music. <laughs> <laughs> but you know a lot about loving. But yeah, I hope you like it. It's quite sensual. Sensual? You know, what's that song that everyone makes love to? The classic one. Uh, sexual Healing. The Sexual Healing. So this is an equivalent for maybe people that like DIY. Drill. 
such a thrill Girl, your hair is like a jeweler's paint Color chart, yeah You are the spirit level to my shelf at perfect right angles I talk to you and ask you out on a date You said pick me up at my workshop at quarter to eight Ooh, don't be late When I arrived You were wearing nothing but your tool belt And we made love on the cement mixer And I felt things I'd never felt Girl, your hair is like a jeweler's paint Color chart Yeah You are the spirit level To my shelf At perfect right angles Hey girl, let's screw I'm gonna nail you But can you feel my tape measure? Cause it's getting longer and longer Yes, my spanner is fully adjustable And you can have a go on my power tool Ooh, I'm gonna put up a shelf Because DIY means do it yourself <laughs> That's amazing uh, I love that rap That's so good <laughs> That's up there with Mr. Vane That was my inspiration <laughs> Oh, very good I love it That was the sexiest DIY song I've ever heard And I don't yeah. say that lightly It was That was sexier than the introduction to Tool Time Ah, oh, thanks guys So, can you imagine people making love to that song? Yeah, I think people um, that like DIY yeah. and love, they'd love it. Okay, one of the things that was mentioned in that song was the Dulux Paint Colour Charts, which is a, a lyric I especially liked. But the Dulux Paint Colour Chart is an amazing thing. Like You can browse through and see all the names of colour, and they are frankly bafflingly amazing. So we've got things like Aegean Cruise, Fragrant Cloud, and Bongo Jazz. Now, I'm not <laughs> sure what uh, colours those three are, but they're certainly evocative. See, the, the, the thing about paint colour charts though, I think they sound they're a little bit too similar to um, like herbal tea names they are aren't they that's a so you kind of got, there was one called um, I think herbal tea it's called almond sunset I mean that could now, very easily be a paint y- you might, yeah you could just be drinking paint it's, it's and they both taste horrible so yeah exactly okay my idea for a new paint colour name is stingy ring Oh, yours are all gross. That's true. They're all like sort of unpleasant bodily functions. Yeah, but it's not funny otherwise. Is that is that name of your paint range? It's not be, funny otherwise. It's going to be Rich Green's unpleasant bodily functions. And Why then, not have Stingy Ring or shit flavour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Bollocks sunset. <laughs> that is great. Bollocks sunset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> testicle heaven. <laughs> this is bad. 
keep it in. All right, yeah, I've I've made a game, guys, right? And my game is for making uh, new combinations of paint colours. Basically, I've got a list of number one to ten. Next to each of those numbers, I've written a word. And then in my second column, I've written a further numbers one to ten, each with a word there. So basically, I've got two columns with different words in. So if you choose me a number and then another number, we'll match them up and it will make a paint colour. Okay? Cool. You'll understand the rules when we do one. So, Rich, give me a number between 1 and 10. 3. Hilarious. Charlie, give me a number between 1 and 10. 7. Ocean. <laughs> Hilarious <laughs> ocean. Is that good paint colour? You can kind of imagine it. It's like a kind of jolly blue. I quite like that. Okay, Charlie, give me another number, 1 and 10. 2. 2. Racist. Uh, 9. Climax. <laughs> well, I don't know what colour that is, but it's, you know, certainly evocative. I think it's pure solid white. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It really is. Okay, let's have some more. Ten. Ten. Uh, confrontational. Eight. Mauve. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a paint that really is hard to be around. <laughs> Move. Fuck off. Let's do one more. One. Interesting. Charlie? Four. Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of uh, two opposites. So there we go. I'm going to put the numbers up for those games on the website so you can play along at home and oh. play some uh, paint-based games. Hooray! Dan Pate providing fun for the family since just then. I have to say, this is, this is my personal favourite. This is Flat 29. It's called Flat 29 because it's made by the guys who live in Flat 29 at Liverpool University. Them and their mates. What are they called? Um, Charlie, Charlie Mosserson and Dan Pate from Liverpool. They're the duo. They're the creative team behind this and this is what they produced what's your uh, gardens like at home then do you have a well-kept garden you, you mean personal garden or one yeah. that's outside well i'm i mean both are you referring to your body hair then <laughs> are you talking about i, your I was alluding towards that yes i, I thought it would be a subtle joke bringing down the tone <laughs> all right well are they both wildly unkempt it's, it's somewhere in between it's not you know overly rampant <laughs> But, um... You're listening to Charlie <laughs> describes in detail the state of his pubic hair. <laughs> well, it's your standard setup with. <laughs> anyway, gardens. so cut that bit. <laughs> cut that bit. <laughs> you should cut that bit, Charlie. It's getting all over the place. Jokes oh. galore. <laughs> so, but yeah, but what, what about you then, Rich? Uh, not your pubes, your garden. What's it like? Well, our garden used to be one giant bush. It got really, Wait, really oh, bad. No. <laughs> 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 this, is a, this is a really silly subject to choose, isn't it? It's just going to be one long uh, innuendo the whole time. But, go on, uh, on. Then a few years ago, we just got the uh, builders in. <laughs> no, okay, go. sorry. Like, you could just, you could literally say way to anything when you're we talking could... about gardening, and it would sort of, kind of sound did you right. Get, I've got quite, did you get the builders or the gardeners in? <laughs> it's funny, but sorry. I don't know what it means. We Carry got, on. we got the lands, we got the landscape gardeners in, and they basically just chopped everything down and turned it okay. all into grass with a few flower beds. 
turned it all into grass like Harry Potter. Exactly. And now it looks really nice with flowers and stuff, although it's mainly just a big patch of grass. But it does. I've seen your garden, Rich, and it is. It's sparse, but, um, you know, it's functional. It's good for sitting out in a deck chair and having a beer. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, do you use the space? Do you use the garden space? Not quite, well... Not as much as we'd like, in a way, because it's really... What's on the- stopping you? Well, <laughs> you're just thinking, I'd love to use that garden, but I just can't. We do, but the problem is, like, we're right on the corner where everyone walks by, and That's the hedge true. is about as high as the average human waist. Uh, so everyone can just look in and go, oh, he's naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. One main thing to note about our garden is that my dad, he gets really funny about cat yeah. shitting on the lawn. For the last couple of Christmases, um, he's asked for an air gun or an air rifle. Really? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my god! So, so he's just going to sit there in the top window sniping cats. <laughs> but we we met him halfway with one of those things you stick in the ground that emits a high pitched noise. Oh, okay, that's cool. But I thought you were going to say something like, "Oh, we met him halfway with a slingshot." Podcast. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about pest control so how are we going to keep things from eating our crops in our gardens like my mum uses netting classic and old cds like old cds if you hang them up the kind of the light glinting off them terrifies birds but that's just because birds are basically scared of absolutely everything the good thing about those cds also is it scares away birds and youths because they're like, oh my god, it's a CD. Oh, I can't deal with it. It's physical. <laughs> get, me an M- physical. <laughs> get me an MP3 and I'm yours. But a CD, that freaks them out. Back on to the subject, though. What would you use to scare off some birds from your crops? What would I put? I'd probably put my dad in. <laughs> <laughs> your dad with an air gun. <laughs> Take that. Or like, you know, what are the ones that stand outside Buckingham Palace? Oh yeah, beef eater guards. I'm That's a, a good beef idea. Eater guard in my garden. I'd like that, but I'd like to do that, but with cats, but in beef eater outfits. It'd oh, be adorable. Nice. That would be cool. But also, you know this. Uh, well, it's not a beef eater, though. What is it, Charlie? Household cavalry, isn't it? Whatever. They're basically the same. Household cavalry. You know their funny hats. That would instead of being black, that would be a plant. <laughs> like a big uh, aubergine. So it's like a sort of stupid camouflage that's so blatant. Do you know what they I mean? can hide underneath the soil with just their hat poking <laughs> out. And then when a bird comes in, jump out! Ha! That's a great idea. Some kind of, uh, yeah, turnip scrumpers come and try and pull a turnip out. And oh no, it's the hat of a man! Shit. Ah, and then he shoots you with his spud. <laughs> He'd have a spud gun, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Isn't that a Super Mario character? <laughs> it basically is. He basically just described Super Mario 2 there, I think. <laughs> or maybe he could have a spud rifle. Okay. High high velocity spud straight into your brain. <laughs> I did have a spud gun when I was little and it was amazing. You get those combi ones and they have they fire bits of potato and they're also a water pistol. So it really is just, ah. it's basically an anti cat weapon. I thought you were gonna say combi one like and it does all the different root vegetables, but you have them in different <laughs> chambers. <laughs> so you like say so you've got potatoes. Then you then switch then like, over to like a sweet potato. It, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> switch over to like a sweet potato which is more mushy for like a lower impact, but then yeah, <laughs> if you've got a high density problem then yes switch over to potato or carrot bang you could have like 
a tape player hidden in the soil that right. shouts swear words. Maybe we could. Should we? Should we do a section now that people can clip out and hide in their bushes on a tape player? Okay. Uh, and so birds that come by will hear this little section of the podcast and uh, fly away. Go on then, Rich. Fuck off, crow. Go and shit on your own house, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Challenge Charlie, let's take away his dignity and pride. Challenge Charlie, we'll make him do whatever we decide. Challenge Charlie, give him a pointless task, he can't say no. Challenge Charlie, he'll do it or he won't be on the next show. Challenge Charlie is the section where we give Charlie a challenge, he does that challenge, he tells us about the challenge, challenge is done. So, this week I contacted Charlie earlier on in the week and told him that his challenge this week was to make us a spice rack. Now this is not necessarily your easiest DIY project, but it's what we all aspire to. A spice rack is the ultimate DIY achievement. Now Charlie, you've been uh, spice racking now for about a week. How's it been going? Well, Daniel, Richard, it's been difficult. It's been a- <laughs> That's the heavy sigh of a man <laughs> labouring with his hands all week. It's true. Now, seeing as the purpose of this podcast is to educate as much as anything, um, I thought <laughs> I could just go to Ikea and buy a, you know, a flat pack spice rack, assemble it, you know, talk you through it, and you know, that would be good. But I thought, no, no, that's not enough. You know, I really need to get to the very the basics of DIY. So I thought, what can I do? Right, I'm going to build my own flat pack, make a spice rack, and then construct... Oh, the, the oh, I like it. So you've done all the uh, instructions and ingredients as well. I have, I have. And uh, essentially my design has come down to this. There's a back plate, there's two shelves, there sure. are four screws, and there's a length of old firework stick that's cut into seven separate pieces to provide support struts and decorative railings. Oh. Anyway, so the first step was to create all the pieces. Um, which would so been... how did you create them? Well, you see, this would have been fine, except for the fact that my woodworking skill is drawn from uh, pre-GCSE design and technology classes, uh, the yeah. Scouts, and a childhood spent making camps around the countryside. But I managed to saw the wood and drill some holes without too many problems. Uh, but rather than take the easy option, just kind of glue the whole thing together, I uh, decided to, you know, create everything, you know, with a series of pegs to hold the whole thing together, much in the style of IKEA. Are we allowed oh to look at the pictures? God. Now? Yeah, you can look at the pictures if you would like. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, you might think this is, you know, a sort of a time-consuming and fiddly task, but several hours bent double in the freezing cold did result in a barely serviceable set of wood shavings. I wasn't really proud to call my handiwork. I love it. It's a, it's a two-shelved uh, affair. You've it is a two-shelved two levels of spice rack. This is above and beyond the Call of Duty. When I said spice rack, I was expecting plank of wood, stick it on the wall. Done. Uh, see, <laughs> the thing was, so basically, as I was putting it together, this is where you know my real shoddy handiwork came together. I actually split two of the pegs and snapped about three of them off. And so I kind of went, oh, fuck it, and got out the glue and just stuck the whole thing together. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought yeah. I noticed some glue on some of the joints. <laughs> no, there's glue on all the joints, Dan. It's not so. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive, though, Charlie, I have but to say. But it has been able, able to have one conveniently spiced meal, so I feel that's a partial success. Conveniently spiced is my favourite paint colour. <laughs> it looks a little uh, sort of wonky, like it's an It's rustic, Dan. It's rustic. It would go well in the um, in the shed. It would go well in the shed. <laughs> 
and those pictures can be seen on our website www.flat29.com podcast click on chapters you'll see the picture links there so could we cut ourselves off from society build our own house and live off the land charlie interesting question dan uh, when you say could we do that do you mean the three of us or do you mean we get to handpick a team of people who would help us survive i think the three of us plus the listeners now we don't necessarily know the individual skills of the listeners but we can assume there's some people who are a bit more handy than us out there dan how are your horticultural skills because uh, i mean mine are generally limited to the crest i grew in primary school yeah i was gonna say i can grow a mean crest no one's uh, gonna i'm deny not sure that. how long i can live off crest most of the things i've grown have been things that were already planted in my house and then i've just harvested them so in my in my I place see. i lived before this they already had like a rhubarb plant and so that was fine i could happily so eat that basically you didn't kill it but you didn't yeah, grow it exactly and i reckon i could probably go with that so i think what i'd be feeding us would be rhubarb and mint every day oh nice. i could plant an apple tree but it would take ages to reach the It's a long-term project, isn't it? This is yeah, it is yeah. a long Would term, we man. survive that long? But I'm not doing it unless I can do that. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> you be in charge of that. Me and Charlie will do the rest of it. <laughs> when I was in the Scouts, we do this sort of like bivvy-whack making, making yourself a shelter. Right. Once we were like, ah, oh, let's fuck these and just twigs and bits of tree. Let's just, yeah. we found loads of these like flat sort of planks oh. sort of thing. Like, okay. and we actually That's made cheating, a little log. I know it's cheating, but we made a little log cabin. I bet. Did you actually, for a fleeting second, did you consider living out there forever? Not really, but um, oh, okay. we did stay the night in it. I've never made a thing and then slept in a thing. Have you uh, not? We, could, we should do it. Should we do it? We should. No. Let's yeah, go let's... on a little Flat 29 ramble and make a little we house should get, and then we should get some Let's listeners. do a podcast from it. We'll get some listeners. We'll record yeah, sure. it. You know, we'll do we it. Can... It'll be our special summer issue. It's the night we camp out under the stars in our own shelter. Hey, I've got a great... We could have a campfire and do the songs around the fire. Brilliant. Yes. I love it. I like this. <laughs> All right, it's a date. Okay, that's our Flat 29 summer project. Look out, more on this later. I think uh, we should ask the listeners just who wants to come. We'll give them like some uh, GPS coordinates <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of a forest and just say, see you there. <laughs> okay, sign up now. We need to pass around like a sign-up sheet and get, you know, parents' permission and all that sort of thing. <laughs> And should we say uh, preferred jobs, like if they have a certain job that would go well? Like I think we could could do with maybe a medic, just in case. Yeah, any any sort of skill set that could help with us surviving in the wilds. An axe wielder. <laughs> if you have your own axe, then feel free to come along. Yeah, if there are any qualified lumberjacks, we could do with them. Um, <laughs> We're big on the know, lumberjack maybe. scene, I know that. Oh. Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm already feeling quite nice and toasty just thinking about it. It's Flat 29's important interview. So, I'm here with Tom Yates, a uh, celebrated actor, just come off tour from Cinderella and Macbeth. Uh, hello, Tom, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks, Dan. I'm fine, yeah, I'm good. And you're also a gardening and DIY expert, I hear. Uh, yeah, near on expert, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. My first question is simply DIY. Why, why DIY? Well, I think there's a lot of... Uh, uh, gratification you can get one can get from doing something themselves yeah and then afterwards you can stand back and look at your creation and be quite satisfied with yourself now what is your favourite garden my favourite garden everyone's got one I think possibly it might have to be yours now my garden it's going to have to be yours I mean I haven't seen it before but from your explanation and from all the sort of DIY you do yourself 
Um, it's got to be good. Epic. It sounds epic. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, correct answer. <laughs> great. Idea. So, how many how many small pencils is it possible to steal from IKEA before you get arrested or lead poisoning? Uh, uh, well, I think I think I've managed about four hundred and sixty-five and a half. Four hundred sixty-five um, half. How was the half? You just couldn't fit in the whole pencil, so you had to snap it in half. Yeah, pretty much. I was walking out the door. I couldn't fit it in my bag. It's <laughs> half out, and I caught it on the um, security uh, security oh. sort of ban- panel, and uh, yeah, Shit. it snapped off. And in the end, I, yeah, no, I, I did actually get arrested. So I think if I hadn't gone for that extra half, no, I have your eyes were bigger than your um, pocket. <laughs> That's pocket <all> right. and <laughs> bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. What? Um, why are there so many different types of screw? Who are they trying to impress? <laughs> They're trying to impress me and you, Dan, aren't they? <laughs> are they? I guess they are. Yeah. <laughs> Experts in DIY. I think that's it. I think every every sort of screw screw inventor is trying to outdo another screw inventor, and I think it just gets absolutely crazy and it gets ridiculous. I think it could go on forever. Would you say it's a bit like the Cold War? Uh, slightly. <laughs> I mean, it's got similarities to the Cold War. No, yeah. Definitely. I think. Um, what's the best way to stop a tap from leaking? Uh, you know, uh, I get a collection of some a variety of odd socks, um, and oh, I yeah. find quite often, uh, quite a few of them get holes in as well. But you can use a sock which has a hole in and just okay. avoid the whole bit. And um, yeah, I find that's quite effective. So you tie a sock to your tap? Yeah, you tie a sock around your tap or shove it up your tap. Um, excuse me um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah I find that's really effective all your thumb okay and finally do you have any just general DIY tips for us do you think any any kind of DIY or gardening tips you'd maybe like to share before great brilliance there needs to be chaos is that a justification for having a really messy garden I think so I'd like to think I'm on my way to brilliance at some point I don't quite know when it's going to arrive <laughs> any day now Tom Yates thank you very much Daniel Pate thank you Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. So let's see who's been getting in touch with us over the past two weeks since the last podcast. Now, we have an email here from listener Daniel Hinchcliffe. Uh, New Flat 29 email policy is if you have the same name as us, you also get your last name read out as well. So listener Daniel Hinchcliffe writes to us to say... You really need to check out www.theasylum.cc a film studio responsible for such greats as Snakes on a Train and The Day the Earth Stopped. 90 minutes of your life is totally worth giving up to experience the quality of just one of these films. I love it. We, I've had a bit of a look on this website and I just I spent quite a long time working out whether it's a joke or not and I have to come to the conclusion that it doesn't seem to be a joke. It's so bizarre. So I'd recommend listeners check this out. So it's a film company called The Asylum. One arm of their kind of film production seems to be of taking existing films, slightly changing the title like Snakes on a Train. Here's another couple of examples in that kind of category. The Da Vinci Treasure. It's like they kind of do B-movie and budget versions that- Yeah. Of, like, blockbuster hits. But what are they hoping for? That someone's going to see that and think it's the Da Vinci Code, then I, watch it and be like, oh. I honestly don't. It's the sort of thing that you would see at the bottom of a bargain bin, and you'd kind of go, well, it's 50p, but I'm still unsure about buying it. What about Transmorphers or Transmorphers 2, Fall of Man? If if these uh, B films are, like, shorter than the originals, it could be quite good for me. That so could, isn't it? You're like, oh, I'm not sitting through bloody two hours, three if, hours of if Transformers. the Da Vinci Code, I'm going to yeah. watch the Da Vinci Treasure. It's only an hour <laughs> and a half, and it's the same story. So we also got another email from listener Dan Shelley, who writes to us to say... 
Whilst playing along with Tramps and Tramps as I usually do, I was disappointed to lose on the Farmageddon question, as I was convinced I had heard of it. We should just say at this point, Tramps and Tramps last week, if you missed it, we were talking about films, and we did some uh, guess the name of films questions, we had some real, some fake, and uh, Farmageddon was one that came up that I made up. However, a quick Google reminded me that it is actually a haunted house just down the road from me. As their website, www.farmageddon.co.uk says... Farmageddon is forged in hell, but conveniently located on the B5195 at Farmer Ted's Farm, just off the Formby Bypass. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. If you looked on their website, it's amazing. One of the best things about their website is the soundtrack that you get to it. So you come on the website and this noise starts playing. <laughs> Oh my so, god. So it's amazing. I definitely encourage all listeners to go and have a look at it. Farmageddon. And basically, so yeah, as as Dan says, it's a uh, it's a kind of theme park, a horror theme park, and we would love to go there. That sounds amazing, but unfortunately, it's actually not on anymore until October 2010. So I think let's put this one on hold until October 2010, and then I think we're going to have to uh, arrange some sort of Farmageddon day trip because that sounds amazing. It's brilliant. You've got to go and read the FAQ question will the monsters touch us (laughs) (laughs) answer the monsters have a no touch policy oh they're like lap dancers it sounds like it'll be a massive anti-climber it does doesn't it i can imagine us traipsing all the way up to formby and then having a shit time (laughs) send us an email send us a text and what are you gonna do then rich bribe them for sex the email address is podcast.flat29.com. You can't send us a text. Bribes for sex will be issued on a first-come, first-served basis. Okay, that was it. That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything on DIY and gardening. Now, you can get in touch with us on any of the subjects mentioned in the show by getting us on Twitter, Facebook, or our email address. All of those contact details are on our website. Also, if you particularly enjoyed Rich's song today, you can download that from our website. Just go to flat29.com slash podcast, click on songs... We should also mention that as of uh, this Tuesday, we are appearing on the radio station Net Radio UK. So hello if you're listening to us through that medium. That's about it. We will see you in two weeks' time when our topic will be fashion. 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 We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Flat 29's big book of everything. Another topic down, a million's to go. We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Standard lamp Yep, good idea No, you've got to have illumination, haven't you? A glow-in-the-dark stars on the ceiling Oh, okay, (laughs) that'll work, I like it Bean bags Yours is just, your shed's too full, Rich. You can't fit beanbags, a postbox, your gramophone and the shed butler all in this tiny, you know, small wooden My box. My shed's massive. Do you know what I'd really like to see? I'd like to see someone do a crayon drawing of this shed. <laughs> Specifically crayon, I think that would enhance the picture.